Hi guys, welcome back to the show. So today I wanted to spend some time talking about plant-based way of eating and its impact on your health and also the health of the environment. We're going to talk about the benefits of eating this way, more plant-based, the benefits to you, the benefits to the environment, and some ways to get you started. As a dietitian, I'm often asked about plant-based diets in regards to weight loss because of its high fiber and nutrient content, but I feel like there's so much more to eating plant-based than weight loss because for some people, you may not lose weight on a plant-based diet, so it's not about the weight loss. I really wanted to talk about the other health benefits that you're going to get from eating a plant-based diet and then just kind of why it's beneficial to you and why it's beneficial to the environment. So join me in talking about this important topic. Welcome to the Whole Health Empowerment Project Podcast. This show is for busy mamas like you with the desire for better whole health balance, but you may be feeling overwhelmed and busy and really don't know where to start. Hi, I'm Trisha. I'm a registered dietitian and nutrition coach, and I'm here to walk you through the whole health journey so that you can begin to have more fulfillment in who you are meant to be. In this podcast, you'll learn practical tips to get you started, motivation to keep you inspired, and guest interviews that will empower you to take action. Come join me in failing forward one step at a time into the journey of health, wellness, and self-care. Welcome to your new project. So research shows that long-term consumption of eating foods that are really high in red meat, or in particular like processed meat. So this, when we're talking about high meat consumption, we're probably typically talking about red meat consumption. It's been associated with an increased risk of like all-cause mortality, cardiovascular disease, different kinds of cancers, and also um, diabetes risk for both men and women. So typically you'll hear about people doing these plant-based diet approaches. And when we talk about having a plant-based diet, we're really talking about like, like it's not even a diet. I would say it's more of an eating pattern that includes much higher content probably than how most of us eat of whole grains, nuts, and seeds, oils, legumes, beans, fruits, and vegetables. So this way of eating can include some meat such as fish and poultry or seafood, but it really just depends on which kind of plant-based diet or vegetarian diet that you may be following. So I think for most of us, we can see that in general, there's extreme patterns of eating that are out there, right? So you can have somebody who is just eats all like a lot of red meat, or you can have somebody on the whole opposite extreme that only eats vegan. So they avoid all meat and all meat products in general. Most of us probably fall into like a middle range or, you know, where we implement some foods, we eat some, and then we avoid other foods. So we're going to talk about some of the vegetarian diet types that we may see that's out there. I want to kind of just disseminate some of this information that you may see. 
none of these are better than another. It's just basically personal preference. So I'm not telling you to eat one way or another way. I'm just, I want to provide information. I feel like that's kind of my job as a dietitian is to provide the information to you and then for you to choose what works best in your life. So one vegetarian diet type would be a semi-vegetarian or it's also known as a flexitarian. So this person is flexible or semi-vegetarian, meaning that they'll occasionally eat meat, poultry, fish, and seafood. The diet though really is high in like eggs and dairy rich foods and butter and things like that. Next you have a pescatarian. So that's somebody who doesn't eat any red meat and no poultry. So instead they'll eat things to get their protein intake like So a lacto-ova vegetarian is somebody who won't eat any meat or poultry, fish, or seafood. It's just avoided altogether. But they may eat things like, they will eat things like eggs and dairy foods and butter. And then lastly, you're going to have people that are vegan that don't eat any meat, poultry, fish, eggs, or dairy products. And they also won't eat any foods that contain these products. So from the first down to the fourth one, we just talked about the first one is going to be much more flexible. And then being a vegan is going to be the least flexible. And the more animal products you take out of your diet, you are at risk for, I feel like I'm remiss to kind of talk about this. The more like, so if you're a vegan, you're not getting any animal products, you're going to be more at risk for being deficient in, in vitamin B12. And that's because B12 is found only in animal products. So if you're taking out all animal products in your diet, then you need to get it from another way. So that's either by a supplement or having fortified foods that have B12 in it so that you can get the vitamin B12 necessary. Now, when we talk about these different patterns, again, there's no right or wrong way. It's just what works for you and what you like and what you think is important. And again, that could, all of those types, you know, it could be, related to your health. It could be related to, you know, the cost. It could be related to religious reasons. Maybe you don't eat pork because religious reasons, or it could be related to cost. Typically things like beef and poultry may cost more money. So what are some of the health benefits of eating a vegetarian diet? So having a vegetarian diet or eating foods that are high in plant products have been shown to have the opposite effect of eating high red meat content. So we know that these that eating this way has shown to have a decreased risk of diabetes risk, a decreased risk of metabolic syndrome, of reduction of some cancers, lower risk for coronary heart disease, and just lower all-cause mortality rate. Some other benefits that you may see that are going to be more like on a day-to-day basis that you may notice instead of like this chronic overtime improvement will be things like you may have a lower BMI. So for some people that follow a vegetarian diet, they may in fact lose weight by following it depending on how vegetarian you are, meaning how much animal products you decide to consume or not to consume. Just by being on a vegetarian diet doesn't really mean that you will lose weight. There's a lot of factors that play into that. And certainly there's foods that are high in calories 
you know, like starches and sweets that are not made from meat, but tend to have a lot of calories that could still be included in that vegetarian diet plan. So it doesn't really mean being vegetarian that you could lose weight, but we know that over time, people that are vegetarian, probably even vegan. So the the more animal products they cut out, you may notice even more weight loss, obviously. So other health benefits besides a lower BMI that you may see on a daily basis would include like an improvement of your blood pressure. If you're getting your numbers done, your health numbers done, you'll probably also notice a decreased risk in cholesterol and triglyceride levels. But then also something that you may not see in blood levels would be like there's a decrease in inflammatory markers. So if you're someone who is worried about inflammation, having, you know, more plant-based diets will help decrease your inflammatory markers and make you a decreased risk potentially of, of inflammation. Since we're talking about the health benefits of this vegetarian way of eating, I also wanted to talk about the environmental benefits of eating a healthy diet. In general, animal products use more of the earth's resources, such as water and carbon to produce than plant food items do. So when the consumer, so when you and I decide that we want to eat more animal products and here in this particular example, I'm talking about beef, the crops that would normally occupy all of this land are now being used for cattle to graze on. The more cattle that graze on that land, cattle, when they eat and digest food, they release a high amount of methane and methane is considered dangerous to the environment and it it contributes to overall global warming and climate change because it's a pollutant. So meat products also have a very large water footprint. And that's just also taking care of the animal during its lifetime. It's You're going to use a lot of water for that to happen. So if we were comparing like something like beef, which is your animal product, and something like tof- tofu, which is your plant product, if we're comparing the water content that it takes to produce pound by pound, you're going to see a huge difference. So there's a study that talks about one pound of beef requires anywhere from 2000 to 8,000 gallons of water to produce versus one pound of tofu requires 302 gallons of water to produce. So you have the beef for one pound is two to 8,000 gallons of water, where you have the tofu for one pound, that's 302 gallons of water. So you'll see by that example that overall plant-based foods require much less water to produce. And then in general, that translates into reduced carbon emissions. So that's like reduction in methane and carbon dioxide production. It also translates into reduced water use and just less overall pollution. So let's talk about what we can do to improve both of our both our health and the health of the environment. So I know like when we talk about environment, we're talking about a lot of times I feel like we're talking about our cars and how we can, you know, walk more and we can take public transportation. But I wanted to point out this environmental impact because I feel like this is something eating is something that we do all of the time. And I think that it's within our reach that we can make these changes that help us, but then also and help the environment like pretty frequently, right? Like, so it's not about the car that you drive, but we can have more of an impact by just choosing things that are 
you know, healthier and it helps you, but it also helps the environment. So it's like a win-win, right? Which is pretty cool. So what small changes can you do to make this better, to eat a little bit more plant-based so that you can have the health benefit for yourself that would then consequently also help the environment? So one of the ways to start introducing more plant-based foods is by experimenting with like new recipes that are more plant-based. I think a lot of families, how they're able to do this is typically something called Meatless Mondays. Meatless Monday is a global campaign that was started in 2003, and it was to help like encourage people to decrease the amount of meat eaten in our diet and It was also started this campaign to improve the health of the individual and also the environment. So it's pretty cool when you hear a little bit about the mission with Meatless Monday. And I left a link in the show notes so that if that's something that you're interested in, then certainly you can kind of, you you know, you can kind of learn more about it. It's, It's pretty interesting. But some of the Meatless Monday meal ideas could include like switching from regular burgers to veggie bean burgers. Or adding eggplant to maybe a meat lasagna instead of having the meat. Or it could be instead of having enchiladas with meat, maybe putting veggies in them, veggie and beans, so that you would have a veggie bean enchilada. Or instead of having like a beef stir fry, maybe add tofu in there instead so that you would have a tofu stir fry. One of the things I like to do is to have spaghetti with spinach and canela beans as opposed to like meat. And then I also like to have veggie chili. I like my turkey chili, but I do like to have a veggie chili too. And it actually seems like my three-year-old likes to have the, the beans way more than he likes to have the turkey anyway. So it's just trying to think of some ideas that you maybe how you already eat and just kind of, you know, trying to figure out ways to decrease the meat in that recipe and add something, you know, that's more plant-based like eggplant or beans or, or legumes or something like that to give you a little bit more nutrition and to give you to improve your health. And so the goal is also to try to like just experiment with some recipes that you like. And then also, you know, I feel like kids are also like at this place where they're trying to figure out more about the environment and they're trying to understand it. So I think it's fun if you also talk to them about it, like this is why we're eating this way, because it will help the environment. And then it also helps your health and it helps the kids health. So it's a win-win when we think of it that way, right? Another way to improve your health by decreasing the amount of meat that you eat is just really, you know, changing the portion size of the meat and making it smaller. I think a lot of us will eat like the meat as the main part of the meal, but really when you're looking at your plate, meat should typically be just about a quarter of your plate. So if you're looking at your full plate, you want the meat to just be about a quarter of it. You want half of your plate to be like veggies or fruit and then the other quarter to be starch. So it's just really visualizing that so that the meat by decreasing the amount of meat that you have for that serving size will also help in general decrease the amount of eat that meat that you're eating and then you know have a health benefit to you of having the reduction in meat intake. So decreasing the amount of red meat or just meat in general that you're eating isn't just good for you, it's good for the environment. So why wouldn't you want to eat less meat? That's like a win-win. You both we both get a benefit of the environment and ourselves. So again, I'm not advocating for you to give up meat altogether, 
And I certainly like the occasional like meatball or bacon or pepperoni on my pizza. And I'm not giving that up. I'm not even suggesting for you to give that up. But I'm just, I wanted to kind of talk about having a little bit more of a balanced way that we're eating. And having this balance will be an opportunity to improve both your health as well as environmental health. And you really have to figure out what works for your family. Over time, you may be a family that switches to having, you know, less and less meat weekly or not. But it's just really what works for your life and what's individual for your family and really just knowing my job is just to kind of give you the information and then you're, you know, then you figure out if it works for you if or doesn't, but certainly understand that there is both a health and environmental impact that we talked about today of decreasing the amount of meat that you eat. You know, as I said before, this journey into like improving your health isn't, isn't going to be perfect in particular for this episode, you know, maybe you're going to find yourself that you're eating more meat at some periods of your life and less during others. So it's not about being perfect all the time. It's just about like having this information and maybe doing 1% better today than you did yesterday. And I want to remind you that I don't have this all figured out either. I'm just trying to do a little bit better each day. And I'm hoping that you find yourself doing the same thing. That's the goal of this podcast. So thanks so much for listening today. I hope that you were able to find, you know, a recipe that you like that is vegetarian and maybe start to think of either one time a week or one time a month that your family can decrease the amount of meat that you're eating and to increase it by eating something that's vegetarian or having some kind of meatless Monday. So again, some informational where to go to find some meatless Monday information and recipes are in the show notes. So I appreciate you listening so much today and I'll see you back here again next week. Have a great day and be kind to yourself. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.